Hi, this is David from Wedding Business Growth. Wedding Business Growth is committed to helping you succeed in the wedding and events industry and grow your business in a sustainable way. Thank you for tuning into Wedding Business Growth Podcast. And now stay tuned for part two of this episode. Let me ask you all this. I'm, I'm curious about both y'all's opinion. What What do you think the, uh, I mean, other than the obvious, like what is the allure to wanting to work somewhere that's, you know, where you have to fly to get there or, or something like that. And do you guys think that when you, when you go do these events, do you think you should charge more? Do you think you should, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Or do you think you're charging what you would normally charge at home? And I think I already know the answer to that. I hope I know the answer <laughs> to that. Uh, but I'm just curious what y'all think about that. And then also uh, everybody in the comments too, yeah. tell us, tell us your thoughts. Cause I, I, I you know, we can tell you our, our opinions all day long and maybe they're good. Maybe they're not, maybe they apply, maybe they don't. Um, but I, I'd love to hear in the comments, like what you guys think about that stuff too, but y'all go ahead with that. Frank, you want to hit it first? Yeah. I mean, my time is money. Yeah. And, okay. and that's how I'm going to look at it. Now, am I going to charge you the same amount as, um, am I going to charge you the same amount while I'm sitting in the hotel room for, you know, two days of my life versus what I'm going to charge you when I'm physically at your wedding? Absolutely not. You know, but, but what I am going to do is I'm going to account for the fact that, you know, maybe I'm taking a day off of my work because I have a day job in my, in my case, you know, maybe you're losing another event because you have to travel on Friday or you have to be there a day ahead of time, you know, depending on how far it is. And I see some of these wedding vendors that regularly do like things on islands. And I'm sure that's not like a, pick up and fly in the morning and be there by the afternoon type thing. So, you know, mm -hmm. you're kind of taking all that stuff into account. I don't know what the pricing structure would look like personally. I do know that there's a lot of really good resources specifically in the DJ industry to identify numbers that make sense when it comes to being like a more of like a traveling DJ. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you have to value all of your time in that instance. You know, do I always charge a couple that hour where they want me to sit and not play anything for the cocktail hour because they have a string quartet? Eh, probably not. Sometimes some just depends on how long they want me to sit, right? But as far as like this goes, all of those times, you kind of have to account for that. I love what Chris Disk says here too. I'll dive into that part of the question too, if you want. I mean, because I'm, I'm right on board with you, uh, Chris. Yeah. I think a lot of people, for me personally, the reason I took the wedding in Portland was, first of all, it was a, it was a referral from a friend. So it's a friend's wedding, of course. I charged accordingly. I knew I knew I was going to need a hotel. I knew I was going to need, you know, travel. And I knew also, you know, Dave and I talk about this all the time. It's two additional days away from business. So I have to account for that because it's time that I could be doing something else. And that has to be accounted for. And like, like you said, Frank, I'm not going to charge the same price. Um, but for in terms of what Chris was saying, I think a lot of people like it's a cool like it's cool to see new places for sure. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's cool to travel. It's cool to like kind of build a little vacation into it. I think that's totally fine. But I think there's an, a whole other realm of people that are also doing this because they believe that like I'm so good and I'm I'm that good where there's no one in Portland, Oregon that can do this wedding as good as I can. And I think it really, and I mean no offense to anyone when I say this, but I think there really comes uh, a huge ego boost involved in that, where you think I'm, I'm so good that there's no one else in this area that can do that, which is complete and total garbage, because I really do believe that there are videographers in Portland that are just as good, if not better than I am, 
And I think it's just a matter of who they find, who they like and who they vibe with. But I think there's so much ego in that in terms of like, I'm, I'm the shit. I'm so good. You know, I'm 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 just that good where I'm I require to go all over the place. And I think a lot of people end up letting their ego take the driver's seat and then they end up not running as optimal of a business as they could because they're thinking with their ego and not, you know, their the logical side of their brain. Yep. Just my two cents on that. Nick, I mean, Frank, you're, you're uh, muted, bud. I keep muting myself because my kids are like running by screaming and then I turn out that time. All good. Um, thanks okay. for, thanks we're all, for calling We're all family here, so don't worry about that. <laughs> no, I, got, I got the dog on the lab, so what do you what do? You, Shantae. What do you <laughs> he, he always wants to make an appearance on the show. So. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yep. Prettiest one out of all four of us. So exactly. It's a very fair point. You bring a very fair <laughs> point up, my friend. Um, you know, I, sometimes I think that there's like two tra- there's two types of traveling wedding vendors, in my opinion. You know, there's the people who are in, in the right situation to be able to go and do and see new places. And that's yep. like one of the things that they enjoy. So then they do it that way. But you're definitely right. There's also a large chunk of, of people in this industry that I think that just do it for clout. Yes, right? clout, yeah. Un- unfortunately you know whether it gains them clout in the industry or not it definitely does with clients yeah you know they see traveling whoever whatever they do Mm -hmm. these are all the places they've been wow that person wouldn't have been asked to go all these places and do all these weddings if they're not amazing you know and so while we all know that there might be better people who are just stationary that's not what clients are going to see that's not what couples are going to see yeah Yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, and I and I just think you know that that's kind of why I framed the question the way I did because I just think that um, you, you know if if you're going to choose to take that path, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I think you still have to be smart about the business side of it, and and maybe that's maybe that's just me. You know, I, I've never really, I've never really been somebody who cares about clout and ego and all of that stuff. I really just care about what my bank account looks about looks like. I'm just being honest. Like yeah. that's what I care about, what my bank account looks like. And you know, I had I I, I was using this example the other day. I, I was asked to go do an event in in Melbourne, um, Melbourne, Florida, which is about a two and a half hour drive there. So five hour round trip drive. Okay. Um and then the event is was actually only like a 45 minute event and which is so crazy to me in the first place that the event was a 45 minute event and was a five hour round trip but when i started looking at what i got paid to do it which i'm not complaining about what i got paid to do it they were they were on a very strict budget and there were some things that i that i looked at and said okay me doing this one event could really lead to me doing a lot of other events for this company so it was worth me being being willing to um, compromise a little bit on what I wanted to get paid, but going into it, I was like, realistically, I get paid this much, if not more money to do, uh, an event at Crosswater Hall in Nocatee, which is five minutes away from my house exactly. at that, you know exactly. what I'm saying? So th- those, that five hour round trip drive that I'm on, you can try to tell me, oh, well, you can you can conduct business on the road and stuff like that, but you know it's not the same thing. Uh-huh. You know, the only business you're typically conducting on the road is me catching up with you guys and you know, just like you know, 
just ancillary little shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not really seriously conducting business. And so I think my point in all this is you got to really think about the time that's being taken away from your business and the things that you normally do in your business. Because if you're a business owner, like most of us are, you're wearing most all of the hats of your business, right? And so if you're if this one element is taking you away from all of the other hats in your business, it's got to be worth it. It has to be worth it. Strictly my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I think you made great points in there. Like you said, you can conduct, you can do a wed an event literally 10, 15 minutes in your town versus, you know, taking a six hour flight, you know, whatever, you know. Um, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with like, you know, oh, like I love going, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, like, I love going to like, you know, David, I like going to Tampa and St. Pete for weddings. The vibe mm -hmm. out there is awesome. You know, yep. I get rejuvenated from doing it. You charge a little travel fee, bada bing, bada boom. You know, your time's being accounted for. But I think your heart has to be in the before you start traveling. I really feel like you have to have a, your heart in the right place with business. And I really think you have to make sure you're coming from a from a, a place where your, your heart's right and get your yep. head and heart right. And there's got to be a then there's got to be an understanding with the relationship with your client as well. You yeah. know, I think your your client you 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 have to be able to as politely as possible. Um, you you have to be able to convey to that client that I understand that your event is on Saturday, but I'm going to I am not going to be able to work because I'm at the travel on Friday because you don't right. want me to come the day of, so I'm at the travel on Friday. Your event is on Saturday. It goes until X amount of, of time at night. I can't leave until Sunday. So th those are three days of your time. And those are potentially two other days that you could book business. And if you're a solopreneur, then you are you're you're just screwed. It, at least if you at least if you have um, you know a staff or you have like somebody that you could you could sublet the the the, the event to or something like that then that gives you a possibility of still making that money and not totally losing that money. But if you're a solopreneur, then you're losing that opportunity to generate revenue for yourself. And so you have to be okay with realizing the value of that. And then you have to be okay with conveying that to your client and saying, listen, I'm not trying to take advantage of you. I'm just trying to say that it has to be advantageous to you from a professional standpoint, not just from a, yay, I get to go to a place I've never been to before standpoint. Right. And I think a lot of people see the, yay, I get to go to a place I've never been to before because they, maybe they're just excited. Yeah. Um, but dude, to Frank's point, man, I think that was a really, really good point. You know, like with clout, I think clout is a huge driver for a lot of people for some reason. And maybe because you could charge more money. I'm not really sure. Like Dave, I'm more in the mindset of David where I'm like, you know, what's my bank account look like? How, what are my retirement funds looking like? And you know, what, what else is going on? Like, I'm not, you know, super concerned with clout, but I mean, if you, and there's, there's to each their own, man. Like if you love to travel and you're able to do it in a way that's advantageous to your business, by all means do it. But I think for a lot of people, like I said, you hate to be a, a hammer on the head, but I think your, your heart has to be in the right spot to do it and to serve your clients to serve them in a way that they feel is very unique and if you guys like it's a different i think it's a different experience and it's a more Im immersive experience where i don't think you're going to necessarily be able to book as many clients like you're going to really like you got to connect on a different level in my opinion if you're doing i've seen videographers and, and photographers that will travel to like italy and 
you know, all of these international places. It's like, dude, you better be connecting with that client uh, on such a deep and intimate level that you're almost like like family by the time you you get to the event. I think it's a different level of engagement that you definitely yeah. need to have as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, let's just use the analogy since it's in the screen right now. There's always one Michael Jordan, right? There's always going to be one Michael Jordan, but then there's going to be LeBrons and Kobe's and Shaq's and right Where everybody else. At. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so there's gonna and there's gonna be those people out there that are just so damn hungry to be Michael even though Michael is unattainable status, that's an unattainable status for anybody to ever reach. Mm -hmm. No matter how good you are, no matter how amazing you are, that first Michael Jordan is just always locked in, right? So, you know, whatever the industry is, right? I know coordinators, what's the guy's name that we always hear about when we were on Clubhouse all the time? Uh, David Tatera, right? I don't know if he's considered the Michael Jordan of coordinating, right? But I mean, when you're out in front of everybody as much as he is, as far as like being on, you know, home and garden and being on all those different shows and whatnot. Right. I mean, that probably puts you up there, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always going to be those people that just chase that, you know? So then if Michael is now traveling, now I want to travel. If Michael now has his home base in New Jersey, now I want to have my home base in New Jersey. You know, I say, I say that in the DJ world because it feels like it's like the home base of like some of the biggest DJ companies. Right. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, that's just kind of how it is. And so I think some of those people are just kind of chasing like that unattainable thing of, you know, because you always have those, I want to be the best people. Dude, that's, I think Frank just opened up like a huge box. I want to dive into it, dude. Um, In terms of what you were just saying, I think there's a lot of people also that, um, you know, status quo isn't enough. But dude, what happens when you... When it's a slippery slope, right? Because what happens when you have a family? What happens when you have a significant other? What happens to the rest of your life where you can, hey, dude, let's go hang out today. Hey, man, let's when you just go in that thing, it's very it's almost like Hollywood, man. I, I, I like a lot of people like you, you see like um, like Hollywood. So you sell your soul to Hollywood and that kind of stuff where it's like, dude, once you go down that road, it's it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. And I'm not trying to shit on anyone that's doing that. If, if you make it and that's awesome and you love it, by all means. But I also think there's another side to the story as well where it's like, dude, well, I want to spend time with my kids on Saturday night and I want to be able to go to a movie or I want to be able to go, you know, choose which weddings I get to do so I can spend time with my wife. You know what I mean? Like there's that kind of stuff as well that I think gets kind of just tossed in the air when, you know, you become the, that, that, that guy, you know, that famous guy. And it's a slippery slope, man. I'm, I, I can only imagine so yeah yeah. well and again it just you know i I, you know me i'm gonna harp on it it still it still also comes down to money like you have to be willing to be honest with yourself you know are you listen it, it it's kind of like since we're talking about analogies here you know it it's kind of like um trying to think of a good one like I don't know. It's it's like in the beginning of anything, like you just you you have this mindset of like I want to experience everything and I want to try everything and blah blah blah. And, and I think um, okay, so like when people turn twenty one, like they can legally go out and drink, right? And and you hear all of these stories of of people like when they when they get to college or when they turn twenty one and they go nowadays you you probably turn twelve and you do this, but I'm just saying like you know like you turn twenty one 
and you just you go ape shit for a while with drinking nonstop all the time, all the time, all the time. And then, um, you, you know, and then it evens out after a while and you start to realize that what is this really doing for me? Yes. Is it really doing anything yep. for me? Like, is this really, yep. is this really what I want for my life? Okay. Yeah. So in the same, in the same breath, it's like, yeah, go out and do that and go out and, you know, do your thing or whatever and, and see, um, what you experience, what you can experience in life. But at some point you have to tap into the practicality of it and say to yourself, if I add up all the time that I invested in this opportunity to go to X, was it really worth the, the money that I ended up making in, in the long run? I mean, if the answer yeah. to that question is no, then you have to evaluate, okay, then can I continue to keep doing this and sustain a business or am I just using this business to, um, to, to bankroll me traveling all over the place? And if that's the case, sure, whatever, you know, I mean, yeah. like if you can make that work, that's great. Um, yeah. but Hey, it looks like big earn was able to, to, to join us. So, um, let's get him on. What? We're, going right in. We're going right in. Ernie earn. What up, man? What's, going on? what's up guys? Earn, here, man. What's up, bro? Oh, hold on. Let me get this light on. Earn fashionably late. How's it going? Hey. And I mean that with the shirt too. Fashion. <laughs> fashion. Fashion. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much, David, and all you guys. Uh, Nick, Frank, so good to see you again. Yay. Yay, yay. Today was. Uh, What's that? Uh, today was uh, just off the topic and everything today. It, it was a lesson learned. It really was. It really was. You can plan and strategize as much as you want and everything can go down the, down the tube fast. Yeah. Let's dive into that a little bit because I think, I think that is a, that's a great launching point um, of kind of where we are now with the conversation is just kind of discussing the pros and cons in, 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 in traveling, no matter, you know, what you do in the, in the wedding and event industry, just having to travel and, and the, 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 the financial side of that. Um, and, and, you know, right before you jumped on just to catch you up a little bit in case you weren't watching, um, you know, we were just talking about how, you, you know, I, I use the example of like a Saturday event. And if you have a Saturday event, you're typically traveling on Friday, maybe even Thursday, and then you're not heading back until at minimum, probably Sunday. And those are all days that number one, you're being taken away from the other aspects yes. of your business that you do. And there are also days that you now technically can't book another event on the calendar unless you have a staff that works with you to, to, to help out with that stuff. So that's kind of where we are right now. No, that's, uh, I love that because, uh, if you notice in my bio, yeah, it's, uh, it's a hybrid that I'm doing. It really is. It's different. Um, you, there's always been that separation between a, a single op and a multi-op, you know, single op, obviously somebody just runs on their own multi-op, somebody that runs with other DJs under themselves. But I, I, I really have a multitude of everything. You know, I, I, I have so many people that request me as just for me for big earn, but then who else do I recommend? Okay. And then I also have a partner that I work with. So running a, uh, single op multi-op. And then also 
working with other DJs, so outsourcing DJs. You know, not necessarily working for me, but also maybe under a white label. Um, it's been a juggling act. It really has. Uh, but get, when it's when you're getting it down, it's just a matter of diving in and doing it and learning and growing. And that's what I love is the the challenge when it comes to what people are asking for. I may, may not necessarily have it in, within my company. I could hit it spot on within my company. But at least now I've networked enough over the last, you know, five years, I want to say that meeting all of you, you know, especially through this, um, this, this journey that we've all been going through and uh, being able to, to expand in that way. So it's been, it's been great. It's been a, a fantastic uh, um, adventure, I should say. That's awesome. Hey, maybe just to bounce off of that. Um, why do you, why do you like to travel? What do you like about it? I was thinking about that today, as a matter of fact. I'm like, Ernie, you went through all this shit today. Sorry, pardon my language. Um, oh, go for it, man. <laughs> you know we do it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I literally had to get up at five in the morning where I was in Washington State, drive two and a half hours to get to the airport in Seattle, go through the parking of my vehicle, getting a ride from the parking lot to the airport, then going through TSA, um, which I'll give hacks and trust me, I'll, I'll tell you what, the, what what it is. But even then, there were still delays within that. So, um, the only thing that saved my butt today to being here from Washington State, all going all the way over to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, was um, my flight got delayed. I got I lucked out so hard today. Otherwise, I would not be here. I, I would be in Washington right now doing this. So yeah. Do you want me to give the give you the spiel on what happened though? Yeah, yeah, it was like sure. That's, so that's like that's like that's like telling us the 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 little the little write up about a movie on the back of the back when these things called DVDs were out and there was a little write up on the on the back thing of the DVD case, and then you right. didn't get to watch the movie. So you didn't get to watch we, we, we need to watch the movie now, man. I gave you the teaser. Is what I did. I gave you the teaser. Um, so yeah, long story on that. I mean, been been planning to do this since last week, and everything kind of fell into place. To getting tickets, um, getting the hotel, and also my rental for the car rental too. So everybody can do this any which way they want. I know people like to budget for stuff, but I mean, going off of what Nick asked me. Why do I love to travel? Man, mm -hmm. I, I get to do stuff that you normally wouldn't be able to do at home. Um, I mean, who wouldn't love to, to rent a $100,000 car, you know, for a couple of days? You know what I mean? Who wouldn't love to stay in a, you know, luxurious hotel room, you know, for a couple of nights um, in another city that you've never been to? Right. Um, you know, and, and especially seeing everybody in the DJ community, that's the biggest thing. Being able to go and network and work as well, um, doing a lot of accomplishing, helping out other DJs, asking those questions because I, I love getting those messages from people like Ern, how do you do this? You know, what do you recommend? This is what we do. This is what we are behind the scenes. Uh, when people say, "Oh, you at downtime? You travel all the time?" I'm like, "Well, no, <laughs> I'm still working. Trust me. My emails as soon as I got off the flight." 
blew up. You know, there was yeah. just all kinds of stuff I missed about the day, um, not only with DJs, but also clients, you know, that have been asking to, to work with me. So going from that point, we'll, we'll start from when I woke up this morning at 5 a.m., got everything together, thinking I've got three and a half hours, uh, four hours before I can um, get to my flight. Granted, it's two and a half hours to get to the airport. Things that I had in place just to make sure that I got there on time. When I got to the uh, location to drop off the car, I had to go over a mountain pass from Yakima to oh, Seattle. Wow. There's the entire Cascade Mountains that I have to go through. Wow. So the only reason why I did make it there because weather, all it was was just wet. There was no snow. There was no freezing rain. There was no ice. There were no accidents. So thankfully, none of that happened. Going through, getting into Seattle. Keep in mind, this is, uh, you're like at 8 o'clock in the morning. Now I've got to worry about rush hour, okay, going through Seattle. No, hopefully no accidents, hopefully no congestion, hopefully no road construction. Every major city out there has got road construction. That's the one thing you look forward to, right? You're like, great, bumper to bumper, yeah. get it go 15 miles an hour. But none of that happened. Thankfully, that worked out great. Great made it to the parking lot, dropped off the car. I was fortunate enough to drop off the car, get my ticket and hop into a bus, the shuttle that took me to the airport. Didn't even have to wait in the shuttle bus. Got got to the airport within five minutes. Uh, told him, you know, he asked me, he's like, uh, which airline, when's your flight leave? And I told him, I was like, it leaves in 30 minutes. Can we get out of there? He's like, I got you. I was like, oh boy. He goes, put on your seatbelt though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So he grabs my luggage, we get in there and stuff, and we're whipping around corners. And yeah, sure enough, man, he took, he got me from the parking lot to the airport. Now it was on me. Now it was a matter of like getting through um, TSA, one hack. I recommend for people that are traveling, either get on uh, pre-check or go through clear. Clear. Phenomenal. I mean, there was already a line a mile long, people trying to travel and stuff. And because everything's opening up, it's great. But Clear got me through within seconds. Thank you for listening to part two of this episode. Be sure to tune in next time for part three on the Wedding Business Growth Podcast.